some of you can sense there's a special encounter this morning it's in Genesis 28 Jacob we sang we call upon the God of Jacob Jacob was running away in a time of adversity and the Bible uses this phrase when he reached a certain place and if you know the story you know that this troubled anxious young guy lay down to sleep and the best thing you could get for a pillow was a rock but he lay down and slept well let me read it to you when he reached a certain place he stopped for the night taking a stone he put it under his head and lay down to sleep he had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth with its top reaching to heaven and the angels of God were ascending and descending there above it stood the Lord and the Lord said I'm the Lord the God of your father Abraham the God of Isaac I will give you and your descendants the land on which you were lying your descendants will be like the dust of the earth and you'll spread out to the west and the east to the north and the south all people on earth will be blessed through you I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go and I'll bring you back to this land I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you when Jacob awoke from his sleep he thought surely the Lord is in this place and I was not aware of it he was afraid and said how awesome is this certain place this is none other than the house of God it's the gateway of heaven I felt the last few days God saying you've reached a certain place some in this room have been on long journeys for some tiring for some boring for some painful but I sense God saying you've reached a certain place if you just reach out your hand to the Holy Spirit you're gonna find God is in this place I guess he was anxious running from difficult circumstances you could say the winds of adversity were hitting his life but then he lay down and found that he was in a very special place geographically and in a very special place chronologically or in time revive you've reached a certain place the favor and the goodness of God is being poured out on this family open your heart and drink him in he wants to refresh you from your journey from your weariness he wants to replace the hard stones under your head with the soft pillows of heaven 
time for those that have been struggling to hear God to realize that Jesus is the stairway between heaven and earth and he's coming to bring new direction revelation clarity God's in this place now you do whatever you need to do when you know you're right next to God for some that stand for some that sit for some that's kneel for some that's just go very quiet others feel a bubbling up inside revive you in a certain place there are moments in the journey of a church family or an individual when you do reach crossroads in God amen anybody sometimes feel the road is long too long with more than two O's too long and uh, but I think God's been doing something revive and uh, well I felt let me give the same message I've already given you you've come to a certain place from another version Isaiah 66 you can you can read it later go on then you grab your Bibles let's do it together I'll give you a minute Isaiah 66 that's right at the end of the book chapter talks about all sorts judgment and hope it's titled in my NIV version and <clears throat> verse 2 this is the one I esteem he is humble and contrite in spirit and trembles at my word and it goes through in this there's good stuff and scary stuff like many verses in the Bible so you've always got to know when to apply what right but then listen to this verse verse 7 before she before she goes into labor she gives birth before the pains come upon her she delivers a son who's ever heard of such a thing who's ever seen such things can a country be born in a day or a nation be brought forth in a moment Yet no sooner is Zion, so we're talking about the people of God, in labor than she gives birth to children. There's a phenomenon called cryptic pregnancy. Come on, who's heard of it? Or stealth pregnancy. You could probably guess what it is. You must see the newspaper headlines every now and then. Girl gives birth to baby in public lavatory. She didn't even know she was pregnant. Come on, every now and then. No, am I the only one to ever have heard those? I didn't even know I was pregnant and I gave birth. And that's what God says he does. That he has the ability to have a group of people pregnant and not even know it. And all of a sudden you reach a certain place and you give birth to something that you didn't even know you were carrying. Revive, we've reached a certain place. Church, you've been in cryptic pregnancy. You thought the morning sickness was just, you know, I don't know, the state of the world or the... You thought the swelling was too much pizza. Life's complex, isn't it? And sometimes God has hidden a seed somewhere that we don't even know we're carrying 
And then all of a sudden, God goes, Tada! Which is a good Jewish phrase. Tada! You didn't even know I was doing something behind the scenes. About 18 months ago, I think it was, I was walking through Beverly and there was a, a van and being a little bit prophetic, which means, you know, I, I, I hear God and see things. That's how God speaks to me. And, um, and many of you are in this room too. Uh, to varying degrees, we all are, aren't we? Um, so I'm walking through Beverly and I see this, this van and on the side of the van, it says Bishop's Gate. That piques my interest. Bishop, gate, gate of heaven, apostolic authority. And there's a big pallet on the back of this van, and they're just unloading it. And all that it says, it's about a meter cube, so it's quite big. This big box, and all it says on the side is glory. And as soon as I see this pallet full of glory which is probably the name of a shop counter made by Bishop Gate. I don't know, but anyway, in real life. But as soon as I see this pallet with glory written on it, being unloaded from this van called Bishop's Gate, God says to me, I'm unloading glory in the back rooms and the hidden places. And I, I've sat with that, and some of the reason that Vicky and I do online worship stuff is we've known from God in some slightly, it feels mystical way, you need to worship me right now because something is, is the word ingestation. You're pregnant, it's, it's, come on midwives, help me. Gestation. Something, well, you know, not physically, but something's growing inside. God's doing something. But who knows that God does secret things. Sometimes the best you can do is ponder it in your heart or just keep walking and keep trusting. Sometimes you find yourself on a dusty road you don't understand. And then all of a sudden, guys, um, so something very special is going on, I believe. I've been in two moves of God in my life when instead of farming in a drought or in a wilderness, you suddenly realize God has taken over and everything's just becoming lush and full of vegetation. And, and you're almost, instead of working for God, you're watching God work. Guys, I can feel we're at the edge of one of those seasons again. I mean, at the moment, we're so, I have met with so many extraordinary people in the last few weeks. I'm meeting businessmen after businessmen. Uh, I'm having extraordinary conversations. Um, uh, do you know that people are walking onto the land at Let Loose and just bursting out in tears? There is something on the land, which is what God told us a long time ago. We've been trying to get into this rough geographic area for a while. Um, I think something very special is breaking out uh, and it's God we can't control it we don't want to hinder what God wants to do amen I don't know about you I'd rather live in a lush verdant green space than work in a desert I've done plenty of years working in deserts God's here can you sense him he's here but what does that mean don't know totally it just means we cooperate. 
It's Ezekiel 47, isn't it? It's the river that comes out from the temple and it's ankle deep. Most of us live in ankle deep church. You've got this ankle deep river. Then you know how it goes. He measures off another thousand and it's knee deep. In other words, you're, you're getting wet, but you're still on your feet. Then it's waist deep. You're getting very wet, but you are still ultimately able to direct where you want to go. Then the last stage of the river is an untraversable, mighty river from the throne of God. Oh, come on, somebody grunt a little bit, right? I just sense God. I mean, I, I'm, yeah, it's been the most frustrating morning. I mean, everything that could go wrong technically has gone wrong this morning. Next week, we're getting Africa back. They can get, that's the studios that come and do it. We'll get them back. I can't do this. But I've just sat there so frustrated at the start of the service. And then, it's God, I need to calm down my irritation because now I want to bless people and not just be irritable, Jared. Right? Oh, the presence of God is so strong. He's here. We've reached a certain place. Now, I've been thinking this for a few days. I've been in Gibraltar the first half of the week. Had extraordinary meetings there. And then I've, I've had several meetings this week. God's doing something. He's pulling something together. He's bringing, you know, we've, we've had our, our, our share of pain and loss recently. But you know what? There is a whole new group of people around the world literally around the world that are going to head this way something extraordinary has taken place why do I tell you all this just, just to help to, to align our hearts together to get our prayers together and say God okay if you're about to, to surprise us with a pregnancy we weren't expecting we're up for it Who's that? I don't know. Are you up for a move of God? I mean, I am. I'm like, yes, God. What does that mean? Better meetings? Oh, yes, that too. But I really mean people who don't know Jesus finding Jesus. I'm just having the most extraordinary conversations. And I'm hearing so many of you and people that we're now connected to are having the most extraordinary. People that have been estranged for a decade suddenly ringing up after you spend just a day praying and fasting for them extraordinary conversations people being do you know that that people have turned up in the teepee when you've not been in there praying before you've even got there and felt overwhelmed by the spirit when they walked in the door once i need to take my shoes off now another one burst into tears there are places let me tell you what's happening around the world because there are there are leaders like me and preachers and pastors and prophets and stuff like that who right now around the world loads of churches especially if they're quite prophetic places are being was that God that sounded like is it a baby oh yes that's the sound we want in the house um it was so musical though it was in tune we need to give her a mic straight away um uh do you understand what I mean I know it's a bit of a mystery so even I don't fully understand what I'm going to say but we've got enough bible to, to to put something to this there are places where the heavens are thinner where there's less, let's say, demonic activity, 
where maybe there's even a history of people that have prayed and sought God and, and had something happen. Do you realize that this place where Jacob met God had been a place that had been blessed by his ancestors? So he turns up to a certain place and su- suddenly discovers the heavens are thin and I never even knew it. I've stumbled into a place where miracles are easier, encounters are easier, places where suddenly there's, a, there's an ability to meet God with ease. Who needs that, right? Because let's be honest, sometimes isn't your spirituality a little bit like, well, eating a big bowl of dry Jacob's cream crackers without any water to help? Anybody ever been there? I have. So I love it when I, when I sense the rain of heaven, when I sense, oh, hang on a minute, stop. Cloud the size of a man's hand. I know I'm throwing 10 different scriptural stories at you here. But, you know, just that moment when you know, ah, God's doing something. Hang on a minute. I remember in 1994, I'd been in ministry four years. I was already completely burnt out. And uh, uh, I was a miserable minister. I know you can't imagine that. Uh, And uh, we'd we'd work so hard. You, You can run yourself ragged trying to do the right thing and it'd still be wrong in the end when you... God really doesn't want us to strive, does he? I remember being burnt out, but there was a move of God just starting in Sunderland. Some of you remember it. And I, so I'm like, well, if, if God's moving, if there's a certain place and a certain time, I know my soul needs restoration. So I went up to this meeting. It was, you know, it was a, a good meeting. And I can't even remember what the preachers said. And the worship was okay. And, and then they said, if anybody needs God, just, just pop to the front now. And well, I, I just knew. Yes, I need God. Whatever that means, I need God in my life. I need more of him. So I went to the front. This little old lady prayed for me, and and absolutely nothing happened there and then. But uh, I got in the car. We we went back home, and uh, I was staying in in the Bible school at the time then that I was working in. And that was a Saturday night. The Sunday morning, I was leading worship on the piano, and I think it came to communion. And all I can tell you is, I reached a certain place. I didn't know I was pregnant, but something suddenly was birthed. I fell off the piano stool, lay under the piano, laughing my head off. Not very spiritual, is it really? It is. Joy in the house. Who needs a bit of joy, right? I mean, I just want (laughs) to, Jesus, give us joy. And, you know, I don't, I, how can I put this? I was overwhelmed by the Holy Spirit for 10 solid days. I just lay there overwhelmed by the presence of God. And I fell in love with Jesus again. Anybody need to fall in love with him again? <laughs> 2011, I remember going picking up one of our youth from a meeting down in Lincoln. Half a dozen of our youth were just laid. They'd been chucked out of a youth meeting because the presence of God had fallen on them. And they felt unsteady, which is the kind of things that go on sometimes. They just feel, if you read your Bible, people tremble. People end up on their hands and knees. A lot of them just fall on their faces. It's just overwhelming sometimes when you realize, I've reached a certain place. God is here. This is a gateway, and I didn't know it. And... Uh, 
Well, I picked up the one youth I was responsible for, not realised I scraped him off the floor, stuck him in my car seat and drove back. And I knew, hang on a minute, this smells like God moving again. I think it was 10 days later, just the presence of God flooded, revived. I mean, you, you guys, you came to me saying, please open the church every day. We need to pray every evening. So we opened the building and people turned up at, I don't know, seven or eight o'clock and laid all their little kids alongside the walls and people just prayed just because we'd reached a certain place. See, when God passes by, don't keep doing the things you've always done. When Moses saw the burning bush, it says he stopped and turned aside to see this strange thing. You are going to spend plenty of decades working in the desert. That's what life is often like. So when you sense him, when you see the cloud, sorry, all the pictures, when you see the burning bush, when you realize God is in this place, stop. You don't need that much telly. You really don't need that much social media. You really don't need that much leisure time. When he's near fast all that stuff and let his grace fill you because he's about to surprise many in this room with a pregnancy, a metaphorical one you weren't expecting one visitor came down her husband came about a month ago to let loose on Friday night he brought his wife this time and they collared me in the car park in tears at the end stopped me got to tell you this she said tears not from our church tears streaming down her face this thing is going to explode it's going to explode with youth and it's going to explode with God she said we have searched for decades how can we reach the young people again in churches this is God we've reached a certain place God come and do something extraordinary because I just like in 1994 and 2011 I can smell a move of God so what do we need to do you know is it more services is it try harder is it shout louder in worship no just focus watch him Belinda, one of the leaders over in Revive Ghoul, she was woken up by God, uh, I think it was about two months ago. And she was troubled by all the stuff that we've been going through here in, in Hull in the last six months or so. So she'd been burdened with that and praying for us. She's a real woman of prayer and faith. And God just woke her up and just said this phrase, watch me. That's what we're going to do. Are you ready? Ready for a Jesus revolution? Have you seen the movie yet? Try to if you can. Extraordinary. And that's the world that, in Gibraltar, we were on the latter end of the Jesus revolution. All these kaftan-wearing hippies went from smoking pot to smoking Jesus, you know. Are you allowed to say that? I just did anyway. But you watched God move. 
would you come and move in East Yorkshire? Would you come and move in Revive? Would you come and let there be a harvest among kids and teenagers and families? Some of you got dreams in your heart that haven't started yet. Put them in the fertile soil of a move of God. You see what happens. He's about to do something extraordinary. We've reached a certain place. Amen. Maybe do one thing to, as we head towards a landing. Um, the day of Pentecost was another cryptic pregnancy. Think what those young lads and, and the women around Jesus had gone through. There's the hero, flogged, accused, uh, died on the cross. And then you end up with 120 gathered in the upper room, don't you? Acts chapter 2, go read it in the week if you don't know it. Fascinating chapter. And the amazing thing is that Jesus appeared to over 500 people. But there was only 120 that gathered to pray. If you'd seen the risen Jesus after you'd seen him crucified, you'd think you'd have a bit more respect for the prayer meeting, wouldn't you really? <laughs> But it just shows how cold our hearts get and how quickly they get cold and how much just life takes over. And exactly what I say, you can walk past the burning bush and miss it. You can miss the cloud the size of a man's hand. In fact, here's the thought. It's always the minority that are in the move. I'll say it again. It's always the minority jump into the move I landed on Gibraltar on Monday and uh, Gibraltar's three miles long if you know it and there's like 30,000 people and most of it is sheer rock so it's a three mile car park really uh, and just full of loads of noisy people so I, I landed and obviously I know it well growing up there so I told my host no don't meet me I'll come and find you in the afternoon and, and I walked through town and it was so crowded and I had a beach in mind on the far right. I'm going to go to the beach and get away from the crowds. So I sat on the shore looking out at the Straits of Gibraltar, Morocco on one side. We need to pray for them as we close. And, and, and Spain. And, and I'm looking down these steps. And they're just steps that go straight into the sea. And I just sit there for half an hour praying. And I just felt God say, well then, are you going to walk out onto the sea? I don't mean literally there and then could have tried it would have had a wetter story I think for you we can sit on the banks wondering when will the day come where we say as for me and my house we will serve the Lord as for me and my heart I want to be in the mighty minority that embrace the next move of God the next move of God is always inconvenient every move of God from, you know, you read the end of Malachi, you get the, the, the sense of this, this, the prophetic words about John the Baptist and Jesus, that somebody's going to come. It says in the spirit of Elijah, it will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, then the hearts of the children to the fathers. In other words, there's some relational stuff that needs to be repaired, and that's the first thing God does. He sets the hearts of the older, crusty, religious, convenient generation. 
I'm 53 now. I'm allowed to be part of that generation, right? And turns it back to go, you know these snotty teenagers? We need to lavish God's love on them. That's the first sign of a move of God. (laughs) I think that's partly why what God is doing to us is happening. He's going, I need to get you out of a church building and into a place where hungry, young and old are going to gather and go, who is this God? I want to know about him. So as we close, here's, here's a thought for you and your family and you and your own personal heart and you and your journey. I want us to stand in a moment. If you want to say, God, I want to be part of the minority that are in the move. I've been in moves of God and I know lives that are transformed by them and go, my life has never been the same since that time. And then I know others that sat in the same room and went to the same meetings or, and were never touched. Do you know, during the Welsh Revival, the next village down was never touched. It's a choice of the heart. We, God does it all. All we have to say is, I'm in. I'm walking down the steps, getting on the sea, and I'm going after a move of God. I do not need any more episodes of EastEnders. I need God. So as we close, we've got three minutes. Who wants to stand with me and say, God, I don't understand it all, but I am in for the adventure of God. In Hull and East Yorkshire, God in the world, God in my family, God in my hopes and dreams, God repairing, God restoring, God stretching. Who wants us to have a final prayer in a moment? And you get the chance to just stand before God. It's between you and him and say, God, yeah, I don't get it all. None of us in this room do. But I want you in my life and in my world. If you want to stand with me, because I'm already stood because I'm in, join me and let's just close in prayer together. You might not even understand it. Maybe you've not even given your life to Jesus yet or worked out what that means. Well, we're all just working that out. Don't worry. We just know that we love him and he saves us. Fills our troubled lives with peace and joy. We know that when we die, we're going to be with him. God, we stand before you. A little ragtag crew here in Cottingham Civic Hall. Some bruised and battered, some bored and backslidden, some of us with less hair than when we started. We've lived a bit, but God, every age in this room that's standing, man, woman and child, we want to say that we love you. We love you so much. And we sense that as a family we're at a certain place. We sense as a family maybe we've been stealthily pregnant we didn't know but you were birthing something in and amongst our pain in and amongst our everyday life God we say would you come and move not just in the thing called church but I cry out for every single household represented here everyone that's representing and stood representing their kids or their parents or grandparents everyone that's saying God I don't understand it all but I want you I know that it's real No matter how hard life is, I know that it's real. And I want to spend my life and then eternity getting to know you. God, we are at a certain place. And so we say like Jacob did, we give you our lives and our hearts. 
and say, God, we want to see thousands come to the knowledge of you in this region. We want to see young people transformed. We want to see miracles like we've seen in the past and even more. God, come and move among us. Lord, I pray for especially for those that feel confused, disorientated, or that awful thing for a Christian, just dull. I ask right now that you'd fill them with your Holy Spirit. Wash away that dullness and confusion. Wash away that spirit of religion that comes to infect us and make us look like Christians but actually be cold inside. Wash as we pray. And right now with me, just reach up your hands to heaven just for one more second and take a hold of handfuls of grace. It's grace that's going to do it. It's not you striving or you becoming someone that's not really you. It's just you becoming the best you in him and it only comes by his grace. God, every life that's lifting hands right now, pour out grace on us.